You know those days when your mind wants to go but your body says no, and you're wondering, should I take a day off or tough it out? Using intuition to guide your workouts is possibly not something that you've done before, but it's about looking to your body for insights on what you should be doing, how hard you should be doing it, when you should do it, and so on. And I almost don't like to use the word should there because it kind of suggests this obligation or right thing. And really what the message is here is that intuition is guiding you, which means that it might change. And really the tension that we feel between our mind wanting to do something, but our body feeling a different way is that tension of like, well, I should be doing this, or this is what the training plan says. So I should do that. And so that's why I'm leery to use the word should. But what I mean by that is looking to your body for insights on what it feels like doing what, how hard it feels like doing it when it feels like doing it, place the word should with feel. And it's interesting how that changes. So for example, rather than doing an intense workout, because your workout plan says, so you do it by feel you go hard when you're feeling it and you go easier when you're feeling off or in need of rest. You do the miles, the speed, the sets, the reps, the weights, whatever it is based on what your body tells you based on the feedback that you're tuned into. I always say, have a plan, but don't fall in love with the plan. And I have to remind myself of this so many times. <laughs> Using intuition to guide your workouts is about that exactly. It's about alignment and enjoyment instead of obligation to an inflexible plan. And the interesting thing is, intuition is often dismissed if you think about it. It's like a, it's too primitive, right? It's not, it couldn't be trusted in decision making because we need to have something that's more logical or on paper. Even though, for example, we rely on our body to tell us when it needs food and water through physiological feedback, we can trust it in those cases. Why not be able to trust it in how we move our body? I think sometimes our previous patterns of how we work out may have us feeling uncomfortable with our body's messages when we actually listen. Like for me, I've noticed that if there's too many easy or rest days that my body feels and is telling me that it needs in a row, then I'm feeling a little antsy and like, okay, when am I going to feel like doing those hill repeats? And even though we love those fiery energized workouts, at least I do, where I can push myself and where I can really push my energy out there because those endorphins feel so good. And sometimes I wish I had more of those days when I do push it and it's not what my body needs or wants, then sometimes I pay for it later. Sometimes my body speaks to me with a headache or with extreme fatigue, or oftentimes I think it has been linked to pain around my menstrual cycle and it could be something else altogether, but your body will speak to you. So like anything, to gain confidence in using intuition to guide your workouts, you're going to have to practice it. And that is what I want to offer to you in this episode. And I'm going to give you an acronym plan as a guide to remember how to do this. So P-L-A-N, there's going to be something to remember for each of those letters. And the first one is pretty simple and obvious. I actually just used the word plan. So the P is for plan. Start with a plan. So whether it's a strength building program, a running plan, a triathlon program, you have something that you're going off of initially, but you make alterations depending on your mood and energy on the day of your workout and even during the workout itself. So in the middle of the strength training workout, you may decide to lower the weights, do step-ups instead of lunges, or drop to your knees for push-ups. 
with triathlon training or running, you may be feeling so high energy that you swap that short run for a longer interval workout because you are so feeling it, or it could be the other way around. And this is why it is important to have a written workout plan and also to track adjustments to it. Now, some people would say that they completely go by feel and intuition and they don't have a preconceived plan at all written on paper. They literally just do what their body feels like doing. So take this for what it's worth to you, what it means to you. If that resonates to start with a plan because you have a goal and you want to work on adjusting it based on how you're feeling, based on your intuition, then do that. If you feel it makes sense to you to just try going completely freestyle and not have any written plan at all and still progress in that direction, then do that. I do think on a side note that that second method of not having any plan to start with would be for someone who has been training so long, like maybe a runner who has really been doing it for years and years, and they just kind of have this tapped in knowing about what they need to do to move towards something that they're training for. Like this isn't their first half marathon or marathon or ultra marathon. They've been doing it for a while and they kind of know where they need to be, how they need to feel, what kind of things they need to be doing. It's almost like it's in the back of their head and they just don't need it on paper. So I know some people might be like that and they might not like to have that written plan that they have to adjust. They might literally just wake up, tune into how their body's feeling that day and what they need to do and go off of that. But if you do want to start with a plan and you want to be able to make adjustments to it and track it, I would highly recommend keeping a journal. And luckily for you, I have a free one that you can download. It is the Wild Souls Workout Journal, and you can get that link in the show notes. And one of the things that you'll do, actually, is rate the workout with a 3, a 2, or a 1. It's really important, I have found, to tap into how I felt during that workout. So 3 is for awesome. I felt amazing. 2 is for average. It was so-so, like not the best, not the worst. One is for awful. Like why was I even out there doing it? Why didn't I decide to do something else? It's not what my body needed. So rate it one, two, or three, and that's one of the things that you'll do on that journal. And again, really important because if you start to notice a certain pattern of lots of ones and maybe some twos intermixed in there, then you might realize that maybe you're not listening to your intuition enough. Maybe your body needs something a lot different than what you're pushing it towards. So it's a great way to notice patterns so that you can adjust your plan accordingly the following week or even look back on a month and notice those times of consistent lower energy or consistent higher energy because then you can maximize those. You can get the most out of times of peak energy and of rest. Remember that side too. The L is for listen to your body. So our plan acronym L, listen to your body. Notice things like pain fatigue, lack of mental focus even, notice your heart rate, notice your breathing, all of these physiological feedback signs. A while back, I decided to stop running with a watch to practice this because without a watch, without knowing my pace, I simply gauged my speed by my perceived effort. I felt into the heaviness in my legs, my breathing, my heart, uh, my heart rate, all of that. And it's so interesting how accurate that is for me to do that because it gets me out of my head 
away from the numbers, away from that should feeling like, oh, I should be running 30 seconds per mile faster. I should be doing this in a different way. And it just puts me back into my body, which is what we're talking about here, using intuition to guide your workout instead of just the numbers or what's in your head. So away from that obligation and into what feels good, which is ultimately what's going to create sustainable training patterns anyway, and enjoyment and fun, by the way, which is probably why you're doing it as well. So when you listen to your body, you may choose to skip a workout. You may choose to change it or modify it as you go, and that is perfectly okay. So listen to your body. A is for ask. The next thing you want to do is ask yourself questions when you are using intuition to guide your workouts. There's so many questions that you could use to help when you're tapping into this, but I'm going to offer you a couple. One is, how am I feeling today? Just very simply, how am I feeling? And noticing how you're feeling physically and mentally is really important. What inner season are you in is another great question to ask because understanding seasons will help you know what kind of intensity or what kind of movements are best. And again, this is something that you can track in the Wild Souls workout journal. You can download it free. The link is in the show notes. And you can get those at jennyholbert.com forward slash 72, by the way. But that's going to help you to track, you know, what you have felt like in the past and be able to make plans for the future and just learn more about your body and learn more about tapping into how it feels. Since I started tracking my monthly cycle, I'm just remembering uh, that alongside my workouts and energy levels, and motivation, I noticed that when my energy typically takes a dip, is during my premenstrual or inner autumn. And instead of feeling frustrated, now I know what's happening and it makes complete sense. So it was only when I started tracking the monthly cycle of knowing when I'm in my inner autumn, when I'm in that premenstrual time alongside what I'm doing workout wise, how I felt that one, two, three rating that I give it and energy and all of that. That's the only way that I noticed what was happening. And it really helped me because before I would get frustrated and wonder like, what's wrong with me? Why am I feeling like this entire week? I'm feeling consistently low energy and just not feeling good as far as my workouts go. Like every time I went on a run, I would feel tired and heavy. And, you know, it really starts to get into your head like, oh, I'm getting out of shape or something's wrong. And yet when you realize what's going on, it's so much easier. The third question you can ask yourself kind of ties into that. It's what's your inner critic or your negative self-talk saying about your running, your abilities, your life, your goals, your workout? Is what you're doing out of avoidance of those negative feelings? And are you doing it out of obligation and guilt? Because for me, as I was saying, that inner critic likes to jump in there sometimes when I choose going slow or easy or taking a break altogether. And I'm sure yours does as well. You think, oh, I don't know if I should take a day off or oh, I'm having to slow down. Uh, I'm not getting any better. Like those are the negative self-talk things that we're listening to because that inner critic is concerned about those negative feelings that we might have. And I guess it's contrary to what I've been taught and what I've learned about what's respected and good as well, because in our society, those high energy times and productivity and success and doing like really amazing things is what is revered and not so much times of rest or taking a break or going slow, right? But now I know that I can challenge that self-talk. And the more 
that you practice this, the more you realize that just because you decide to take a day off or go slower, it doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean you're any less than or any less accepted than you were before. It's just simply the state of your body. And choosing to believe in that idea as opposed to buying into the fact that somehow my identity and my worth was tied to what I do for a workout makes a huge difference. And so hopefully that idea of asking, what is my inner critic saying? What is that negative self-talk that's going in my head? When you ask that of yourself, you'll notice what's going on and maybe that'll change your experience too. The last step here is the letter N in our plan acronym. So it stands for nothing. (laughs) because as you practice listening to your intuition, you may find there's days where it's difficult to know what your body wants. Like you hear nothing, nothing is coming to you. So when this happens to me, I test it out. There's been days when I have felt so tired driving to the trail to run. Like I just wanted to put the seat back and take a nap. And then once I got going, I felt awesome. It's so confusing sometimes. So just keep in mind that your first check-in isn't always the final word. Assess how you're feeling as you go, especially if you're not sure initially. So for me, I usually have a pretty good idea of how I'm feeling that day within the first 15 minutes of a run, for example. And I kind of have an idea of what I need to do, what I want to do, and just what's best. So pay attention during your warm-up. Notice those subtle cues about how you feel overall, about the heaviness in your legs, about your breathing, about your balance, your quickness, your mental sharpness, all of those things. And again, give it time. Give it 15 minutes because those first five might not be the best and even 10. And, you know, 15 isn't a magic number. I'm just sharing that usually that's kind of a, a rough time frame for me where I start to notice it. But notice when how much time you need to tap into that. So as an example, let's say you have a really tough sprint or strength workout planned for that day. And while you're warming up, your legs feel heavy, your heart rate's super elevated and you're breathing hard. And that really doesn't change in the first 15 minutes. So these mini check-ins are going to be second nature with time, but practice it as you first get started and make sure you do have a watch on so you can see how long you've been going and see if it's been long enough to kind of come up with an assessment for yourself. And if you do feel that way, then you can be flexible. This intuitive approach does require flexibility and it also does require discipline with tracking. So you have data and information about yourself and you can adjust accordingly in the future. I think some people are afraid to be so flexible and auto-regulate because they think they'll be going easy all the time. And maybe they're just afraid of those easy days in general because they just don't feel as good. We're afraid of the rest, right? But what if your hard workouts end up being even more beneficial because you'll reserve them for days when your body is really up for them? I've noticed this. So that's why I'm sharing it with you. I was one of those people who kind of got freaked out by too many days of rest or too many slow days. But I've noticed that when I really feel like kicking butt, I go out there and I do it and it feels so good. So it's because I have listened and reserve it for those days when I'm really up for it. And it just feels even better than they did before. So if you decide that you need to make changes to a plan workout, start with changing the volume and the intensity. So instead of running five miles, try doing an easy three. Or instead of doing weighted lunges, do bodyweight lunges and do fewer sets. 
So although there have been times when I've gotten into an, a run and decided to completely do something different, you know, I would start with changing volume intensity of the thing that you were setting out to do, because sometimes it's not even always practical to do something else if you're at the gym or you've set yourself up for a certain thing. But at times when I've been able to do it, I've gotten into a run and decided to strength train and just hike instead. So do whatever you have to do to make adjustments and using intuition to guide your workouts is remember just simply acknowledging your body's natural fluctuations and energy and focus. So remember plan P L A N to start with a plan, listen to your body, ask, and when you sense nothing, try something and then adjust. And if you're totally into this approach to training, by the way, you have to go check out the bonus in the show notes, which I already mentioned. It's at jennyholbert.com forward slash 72. It's the free training journal download, and it's really going to help you in this practice of learning to flow with the body's natural rhythms and cycles and tap into your intuition so that you can end that pattern of overdoing, overtraining, and feeling obligated. And in the show notes, you'll also find a link to the Winter Wild and Well bonus workshop. It's available for members of the wild. There's a winter yin meditation that goes along with it too. If you want to learn how to embrace both nature's winter season and your inner winter of your menstrual cycle, then go grab that. It is all at jennyholbert.com forward slash 72. By the way, next week on the podcast, we are going to be talking about how to rest with some special guest contributors for the episode, which I'm super excited to share with you. You don't want to miss it if you're someone who does find it difficult to slow down and you don't really know what rest looks like if you're not sleeping. Does that sound familiar? You'll hear from a few other people about how they choose to rest and what it feels like to them. And I just can't wait to share this with you. Did you know you can become a member of the wild? You'll get members only masterclasses, podcast episodes, and bonus resources, plus some other surprises coming very soon. Just go to jennyholbert.com forward slash wild members to find out more. And before you go, my friend, make sure you subscribe to the wild models podcast. If you don't want to miss any future episodes, and if you enjoyed it, would you be willing to share it with someone and write a review on iTunes? That helps more than you know and would be amazing. Thank you so much for listening, for showing up, and until we chat again, go live your one wild life.